Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling. It's Friday, October 23rd, 2020. It's almost game day here at Memorial Stadium in Bloomington. We're brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best that there is. Call him. We love Dr. Mike O'Neill. We love the entire team at today's dentistry. You will too. Making an appointment as easy as calling 317-849-2933 and saying, hey, I'd like an appointment. Easy as betting on the Indiana Hoosiers as six-point dogs tomorrow against the eighth-ranked Nittany Lions of Penn State. We'll talk about that in a moment. First, Philip Rivers is going to join us, the quarterback for your Indianapolis Colts. Philip, thank you for taking the time. Appreciate it, uh, especially during a bye week. Philip, what I want to know first is how important is getting the ball out quick? Kind of a rudimentary question, right? An easy question. How important is it to get it out quick on time in avoiding a sack? Well, I, I do think that uh, getting a ball in my hand on time or uh, accelerating, uh, you know, the, your, your progression based on what the coverage plays, based on what, you know, what what, what our reads are uh, from the quarterback position. I've always thought that was very important. I think you certainly the, the role that, that the quarterback plays uh, in conjunction with the protection and also uh, the quicker you can get it to our guys' hands, uh, you know, before guys are breaking on it or give them a chance to catch and run. Uh, I've always thought those things are important. So obviously we have a heck of a group up front mixed with the tight ends and backs as well. And they've been unbelievable in protection thus far. Um, but I never think it's one of those things you go, well, shoot, I'm going to kind of, uh, I'm going to hang on it a little longer. Are there times when you do? Yeah. On some shot plays and things that you, that you have to. And, and thankfully we got a group that can, they can hold up in those situations, but at the same time uh, you want to get it out on time, both to help pass protection. And I think it, it helps the efficiency of the, uh, you know, yards after catch as well. You know, speaking of that, how do you judge whether an O-line's good or not? Well, I mean, I I think, uh, you know, the tape just shows uh, what a what a heck of a group uh, we have here. I mean, it's it's been proven over the last handful of years, um, both on the tape and you've seen some of the recognition that the guys have gotten, uh, and deservedly so. Um, you know, I've always thought from a pocket standpoint, 
obviously you got to have athletic tackles that can, uh, you know, nowadays they're blocking these guys that are 240 pounds that can run 4-4. So uh, we have that and the ability to, to, you know, push them by. I've always certainly a guy like myself is not looking to escape. So I would much rather be able to step up. So if you can just run them by at 10 yards, you know, so um, uh, that that's obviously super important. And then from there, really the interior of the pocket, you know, if, you, if you're getting a lot of push, and there's nowhere they can run a ball they want, but if you're stepping up and you're getting a ton of push in the interior, that's when it gets, you know, it's more tough. Uh, it's tougher uh, for a guy like myself, more traditional pocket passer. So I think the combination of our tackles ability to uh, handle both the bull rush and the speed guy, and then our interior guys really being able to anchor down and not allow too much penetration really creates that kind of that, uh, that cup right there in that pocket to step up in there and be able to see and find lanes, you know, um, to throw. So um, our guys have done a heck of a job of that. Uh, I think, as you mentioned, some of the numbers support that. And uh, again, just watching it and both being out there doing it, you know, two, a couple of games where we've thrown it over 40 times, uh, you know, and it's been unbelievable protection, especially when you're down, you know, 21, nothing. And the other team knows you're going to throw it. Um, that can be a challenge, but our guys, our guys did a heck of a job. This season, you've had a couple of sacks where you just didn't quite get to the line of scrimmage, but it still counts as a sack against the offensive line. Does the offensive line give you crap about that kind of thing? No, they hadn't said anything, but I certainly would like to, have liked to get to, past the line of scrimmage or thrown it away. You know, there was one in the game the other day that I really scrambled right, and I uh, felt like I was moving pretty good. I thought I was going to be able to gain a yard or two, but once I realized I wasn't, I was quick to make sure I threw it away before I stepped out of bounds. Did one another uh, – Another cheap snack, a cheap sack, counted for the counted for the guys, counted for our team. So, now the guys are doing a heck of a job. I, I hope they know. So far, obviously, I try to tell them as often as I can. Just you know how much I appreciate them, and I, and I hope it goes other way as well. As far as you know, getting it out on time and not standing back there patting the ball, um, waiting for somebody to to uh, to pop open. What is it about the no huddle that kind of suits you? It seems like it's good rhythm for you. Would you like to go no huddle all the time? You know, not necessarily. I mean, I, I think it's the ability to mix it up. Uh, I think it's, it's really what makes it most effective. You know, I think if you're, if you're always huddling or always no huddling, uh, and, and then again, it doesn't matter unless you get first downs. I don't care if you're huddling or, or going no huddle. But um, I, I do like that mode. Uh, and I think, I think as we have this year, uh, and we'll probably will continue to use it as a change up and mix it uh, in times. Sometimes there's games where you, you may – Obviously, the game called for it a little bit uh, against Cincy, but there were games I remember back in the, that three-year stretch where it, it was just one of those games. It was a no-huddle type game. We were going to be in, uh, you know, only three or four formations, and we were going to go and uh, based on what the defense played and how, how the looks they gave us. Then there's other games where you go, gosh, no-huddle doesn't make a lot of sense. So I think uh, I think uh, you know, coach has a great feel for that. And, and, and he and I, in communicating throughout the week, week by week, we'll know if there's a time to go on a, go on a spurt of no huddle or use it, you know, uh, more regularly or, or, you know what, this game we're going to huddle up and, and change personnel every other play. So I think that just kind of depends week to week. You guys self-scouted on Wednesday. What did you see in that self-scout, not just of the quarterbacks, but of the team? You know, I think kind of position groups, uh, different, you know, rooms did different things, you know, as far as, um, you know, maybe some were a little more focused run game things, what we can do better here, you know, whether it's zone scheme, gap scheme. Um, we kind of focus a little more on the third down uh, stuff and red zone. Um, 
You know, I think the, I think the biggest thing, to, and I know we always say it, but it's just execution. You know, you look at a lot of those uh, third downs, and uh, we've been pretty good, uh, you know, four to six and seven to ten. Uh, we've been over 50%. Um, and then, you know, the two to three was really our worst area, which you think, yeah, Lily, we got that's not that's not acceptable, but it's really just a lack of execution. Um, it, it, there weren't many where you go, they got us. You know, the defense just got us. And there were a few, uh, but it's, it's only uh, our own uh, self-inflicted wounds, whether it be a bad throw. Obviously, there was, you know, uh, four of the six interceptions, uh, I think, came on, you know, they were on third down. Um, you know, ending in, in those drives, if we're not going to get it in, in those drives with a punt or, or a field goal. Um, it was more things that we just didn't do well in those in those areas. But so, so you don't just look at it and blame it all on that. We certainly look at it and go, shoot, what can we, what, what do we want to run different, you know, in these situations? So it was a good, it was a, uh, it was, a, it was, a, it was a good, it, it was good today. I think, um, you know, anytime you're coming off a win, going into a bye, it certainly feels a little bit better, right? Looking at some of those. So, um, get some rest, get some rest now, and, and kind of start getting our eyes towards Detroit as the week goes and, and through the weekend, and uh, and then get ready to go. What do you see when you watch your Colts defense? How do you assess them? I tell you what, I mean, our defense is it's it's a lot of what what I saw right across from me uh, during training camp. I think the first thing is just the overall team speed, uh, and 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 it's one thing just to be fast, but the way they all fly to the football. I mean, these guys are. Uh, um, you know, uh, high effort, high energy, fly to the football defense, and then I think just really how uh, how they've settled in and and really really doing a great job. You know, obviously I'm not analyzing this stuff from the sideline on game day, but just hearing hearing you know um, you know Flues talk about it during the week and uh, on on Saturday nights and things, just how well they're doing disguising, you know, playing, you know, mixing things up and making it tough on the opposing offenses. So. It's been a uh, it's been a heck of a start for that defensive uh, group, and uh, it's it, it is it is fun pulling for them on the sideline. I I've always you know I, I get done when I need to get done watching you know looking at a couple of the, the clips and the pictures and talking to Nick and kind of constantly in communication with Nick and Marcus and Jacoby and you know whatever you need to say to the O line or you know different things kind of come up. But I've always uh, been one of those guys that like to stand right there and and, and pull for our defense. Did you stick to your guns and keep your promise that you weren't going to read any more media after that game against the Bengals? Yeah, I, I hadn't. How was it? Well, it was more positive than it was after the Browns game. Let's just put it that way. Are you going to continue to shun the media? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't. There's no There's no plan, much like uh, the questions I get about the interaction with the opposing team. There's no, uh, there's no game plan. But uh, like I said, really Sunday after the game, I, I felt like I was the same guy that, that I was the previous week. I just played a little better. And, and that's what this – shoot, this league is is up and down. And, and, you know, I know you've heard Coach say it. You know, we're, we're not going to ride the wave. You know, uh, certainly you have human emotion and normal uh, – a, a little bit of that comes with it, uh, with the highs and the lows. But just really trying to stay steady and, and keep going. I mean, it's a week-to-week league. You see it across the league. I mean, shoot, the Cleveland Browns were the the, the – the, best team in the AFC and then that quickly changed and there changes all of a sudden with one week so I mean that can go on and on around the league so we just got to stay with it stay stay steady uh you know certainly it'd be nice not to hit any other bumps in a row but we we may and we'll handle them as they come let me ask you about a specific play from the Bengals game it it was a play where you switched sides with Jonathan Taylor you brought Marcus Johnson in motion inside 
and it popped for about a 20-yard gain to Taylor. What did you see pre-snap that made you check to that play? Yeah, well, it was a it was a it was a man covers look, um, and um, what we had what we had up just it, it, it wasn't going to uh, bode very well. Um, so uh, it was just you know you have you have certain checks uh, that you can get to versus certain looks or certain things we talk about throughout the week, um, and I I really didn't know that uh, or didn't expect uh, you know Jonathan to be. Uh, running that wide open, and I think if you look at the if you look at that clip again, you'll see that that defensive end was probably supposed to pill with him and cover him, uh, but he didn't, and and so we were able to uh, take advantage of that. But uh, so certainly didn't anticipate that it would be that easy. But just had you know Jonathan on free release. We had you know some you know Marcus was going to be kind of coming across the field uh, to to a degree and a couple other crossers. So it was just kind of a it was a. Uh, uh, you know, just getting us, hopefully, trying to get us in the best situation possible, and it ended up being even better than anticipated. That's Philip Rivers. We're here in Bloomington. The Hoosiers going to take on the Nittany Lions Saturday afternoon, tomorrow afternoon, 3.30 Fox Sports 1. Like I said, they're six-point dogs. It used to be if a top-ten team came into Bloomington and Indiana was only a six-point dog, man, you heavied up on the opposition. Right, I'm not going to root against Indiana. I had an opportunity to do that last year. I had some information. I got to tell you the truth about a game last year that, and the information affected the line substantially. I didn't even bet on that because I'm not betting against the Hoosiers. I'm not going to root against the Hoosiers. Tomorrow, would I take Penn State? Yes, I think Penn State's going to cover the six, but I'm not betting on Penn State because I am a Hoosier. This is my team. That is my Memorial Stadium, and I'm not going to do that kind of thing. Uh, Indiana, tomorrow, they, they're going to be playing in front of an empty house. The place looks beautiful. It looks like it's ready to welcome fans. It's not because of COVID. This parking lot is being used as kind of a testing area, evidently. So what are you going to do? We can't come here, so we're going to sit at home. We're going to watch. Maybe people will come down to Bloomington. They're going to enjoy themselves. Maybe go to Nick's, something like that. Enjoy a couple of libations and watch, hopefully, the Hoosiers win. need to remind you that the basketball teams at work, they're going to be playing here not too much longer. College basketball season is going to be terrific. We're still kind of mourning the loss of uh, Patrick Chambers and, and his career kind of going off the rails yesterday because of something he said while the coach at Penn State, and that's kind of unfortunate. Um, Patrick Chambers, one of the really good guys in college basketball, and him losing his, his job is no reason to celebrate whatsoever. Hopefully, by the end of this college basketball season, we're able to walk into Assembly Hall and cheer on the Hoosiers in a way that we're not going to be able to tomorrow at Memorial Stadium. We will talk to you Monday breakfast with Kent, as always, bright and early, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, and then immediately thereafter on Twitter and Periscope. All brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry, 317-849-2933. Oh, Indiana, oh, Indiana, Indiana, we're all for you. I should have been one of those drum major guys, right?